Yeah. I know we just signed a deal, but I need my advance on the next one too. They know I'm gonna be around. Yeah. Oh. I need it. <laughs> And they need some really big rings. They need some really nice things. Better be coming with no strings. Better be I'm coming with no cool. strings. We need some really nice things. Down. We need some really big rings. I got a really got big team. I got a really big team. They need some really big rings. They need some really nice things. Better be coming with no strings. Better be coming with no strings. We need some really nice things. We need some really big rings. I got a really big team, man. What a time to be alive. You and yours versus me and mine. Are we talking teams? Are we talking teams? Are we switching sides? Cheers. Cheers. And welcome to another episode of the Marlin vs. Marlin podcast. And I'm your boy Marlin. And I'm your boy Marlin. Join us as two childhood friends go back and forth, uh, fight, argue, debate, very rarely, maybe even agree yeah, on everything from sports, pop culture, and everything in between. We are the champions, my friend. I mean, you know, I, I called it in six games. Marlon still didn't believe me. I got to go back and find it for him. But So did I. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. You said, I asked you, because I remember we were at your house, and I said, pick. Uh, let's let's hear your pick. And what and I said, you said, the winner of game one and six. That's a nah, that's a, nah, that's a prediction. Nah, I don't even think you said that. The team. I'm a, I'm a, I'll go back and find it. You, but you didn't say that. I, didn't say, I don't even think you I gave said. it anyway. So I said. So of course we'll cover all the Lakers, um, the the ups and downs. We'll get into that game five. Game five was very controversial as far as if LeBron should have shot it, and you know should he have passed it to Danny Green? You know Marcus Morris or Mar- Marquise Morris wasn't really getting any blame. So we'll get into all that stuff and also to. Everything that happened in week five, big injury for the Cowboys in Dak. So uh, we'll dive all into that. Alex Smith came back. Um, we still have some undefeated teams. The Chiefs look very average. Um, so there's a ton of stuff we'll get into. But, of course, we'll just start off with the Lakers. I mean, LeBron, MVP, four rings. It's a It's been just an incredible journey. And one of the biggest things he was saying is that he wanted his respect of course, which I felt he already had his respect, but I think sometimes a lot of people look at that finals record and to see all those losses that are on there. Um, but in my opinion, he's he's had his respect, but there are always people, there will always be people that love to, you know, Jordan, 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 6-0, and all that stuff. So I think he's had his respect for a while. Um, I actually posted, I think that, I that he's talking about – you Laker fans in particular, <laughs> because you guys hated him when it was all this Kobe versus LeBron talk. And now that he's one of you guys, I, I still to this day, even post championship the other day, I still have Laker fans that, that say, um, I still don't like him. Like what? What are you talking? Like, how can you not like this man? Why not? I will. Uh, and you, Sorry, my daughter's uh, here with me, so I'm maybe talking to her here and there. But, I mean, I was one of those guys that that just didn't like LeBron. It was like you like Kobe or you like LeBron. You didn't like – you just didn't like both because even though that really wasn't a rivalry, you had two of the best premier players at that time, and it was it was just one or the other. So, for the most part, you, for instance, you were never a big Kobe guy, but you, you like LeBron. 
So it's like that's that's really just how it is. And of course, if you're a Lakers fan, you're always gonna be pro pro Kobe. But it really just kind of depends I, on. Go ahead. Let's be honest. I I didn't like Kobe. I never said anything bad about Kobe's game. You can't say anything bad about like that's what kills me about you want a narratives. Kobe fan. You don't have to be a Kobe fan to respect greatness. Well, well yes. I, I don't. I don't have to be a Kobe fan. Like. I wasn't a Laker fan. I hate Laker fans because half of them jumped off the bandwagon and went to Golden State when they were winning the past four years. Like your brother. Exactly. So, and now they're back. <laughs> yeah. With, like, you know, the, I, I can see the difference between gold and yellow on those jerseys. Right. You're not fooling me. But my whole thing is, is greatness is greatness. And I appreciate that in basketball. Like, for me, like everybody said, oh, he should have took that last shot. He should have took that last shot. That's bad basketball. Oh, Kobe would have took it. That's what I didn't like. Kobe, Kobe is amazing, and Kobe's Kobe's mind frame was: I'm going to will this team to win. If I got to score seventy points to win and mm-hmm. take all the shots, I'll do it. And he said that, so I'm not putting words in, in his mouth. Rest in peace, Kobe. He said that. Like we we have him on camera saying, mm-hmm. "Who else am I going to pass the ball to?" Yeah. Whereas as LeBron, and and let me let me kind of uh, justify my my position here. I played point guard. Yep. So. My whole life, like, I've had games where I scored 30, where I've had 35, whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. But my whole life, I was taught to make the best basketball play. And I, and I grew up, you know, studying Magic Johnson. So, to me, that style of play is, is what I appreciate more. Mm-hmm. So, that don't mean I'm, not, I'm sitting up here. Because if I don't like Kobe, I don't like MJ. It was the same game. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, however, I just think LeBron is LeBron. And he should be respected as such. And he, and he should. And <laughs> sometimes when you think about it, yes, Kobe probably would have taken that shot eight out of ten times. He probably would have. But also, too, he's passed the ball to Derek Fisher, who's had a lot of big shots. Uh, you know, Robert Ory, you know, just Artest. The, I was about to say, the last championship, he, we remember Ron Artest. Yeah. Our Metal World, World Peace. Peace. Yeah. In, the, in the press conversation, yeah. Kobe passed me the ball. Right. Like, Right, and it's the be- it's the right basketball play. But but also to Kobe to Kobe's you know defense, he feels that it doesn't matter if he five people are guarding him, he's gonna feel like his shot is gonna be better than anybody else at that point. Yeah. Guarded, unguarded, you know, wide open. I just know that he definitely feels like he has his uh, he has his chances. So you know, no, and and I don't disagree with that. Sometimes that's the case, but like you just said, we've also seen the the other side of that where. That's not really the case. (laughs) Like, you've done your job. Like, when you draw the defense and you get two people to guard you, that means somebody's open. That's good basketball. That's all it is. And in that case, he drew, like, three and a half people. So, um, but. And actually, I don't mean to cut you off. Mm -hmm. We have a guest right now. and He's actually about to join us. His team is actually playing right now, the Bills. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I apologize, Ali. We're going to get to you. Get to you in a second. Um, let's see if he uh, let's see if he answered. There he is. Twizzy. Twizzy. Yes, sir. Hey, you live, man? We on? How you doing? Man, I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? I'm, you sound like you sleep during your game. No, 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 sir, no, sir. No, okay, sir. okay, all right. For everybody that that doesn't know, Twizzy is a he's a Bills fan, surprisingly, uh, which we don't see too many Bills fans. He's a Dodgers fan and a Lakers fan. So, 
for you what? got a whole roller coaster of emotions going on right now. Right, right. Man, it's it's been great, you know. But the the one thing about it is that that COVID has put a damper on it. You know, it sucks that I've been waiting this whole time, especially for my bills to get good. And and here it is. You know, a lot of people want to kind of discount the season. You know, the, the Lakers. That's going to go down for history as far as the Lakers are concerned because we tied the tied the Celtics. Seventeen. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm 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 loving that. You know what I mean. I'm loving that, and you know, so LeBron, as far as much as I mean, you know me, uh, uh, Marlon. For all those that don't know, I've been one of the biggest uh, uh, guys against LeBron coming to the Lakers. You know, I, I didn't want that to happen at all because you know LeBron, he just destroys teams once they once he leaves, uh, uh, they're, they're just decimated, and it's. Yeah. We're seeing that with the Cleveland. Well, with Cleveland, you know, if it wasn't for Pat Riley and Spolstra being such so good at their job, you know, the Heat have been trading water. But you know, that was the, the main reason why I didn't want I didn't want once he left, get two or three good years out of him, and you know, we leave and our our teams are, are down. But like I was just saying, though, you know, COVID just put a damper on it. As far as the Dodgers are concerned. You know, they, they, they've been cheated out of the Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before, before you get to the Dodgers. Yeah, before you get to the Dodgers, I got a question for you. Because you brought up the LeBron yeah. and, and being a team killer. Um, you know, you talked about the Heat. And they, you know, they survived and they're back up. Um, I think for the next few years, years, they'll be a power in the Eastern Conference, especially if they can somehow get Giannis down there. But, how, like, Cleveland was really, 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 really bad before LeBron. So why, why would you say he left them decimated? Well, they were on the right track. You know, once you get to that certain tier, you know, they were they were one of the bottom feeders. And once you get to that certain tier, you don't want to go back. You don't want to go back to that being a bottom feeder. And they were on their way. And, I mean, of course it was because of him, obviously. You know what I mean? But you would think that uh, a good franchise will be able to springboard off of that and try to stay from that bottom tier. You know, but they're, they're not a good franchise. They were just... You know, because of LeBron, but yeah, I was gonna say I thought that fell a lot on Dan Gilbert, how he handled that whole situation. I mean, we remember that first stint in Cleveland. Their idea of bringing in another superstar to kind of help LeBron was Antoine Jameson, an old Antoine Jameson too, like a not the good one. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah, they yeah. they did a lot in that that upper management team to to kind of hurt that situation too. To your point, with Pat Riley and the Heat a historic organization for that exact reason because they're always able to bounce back. They're able to bring in guys that fit. I just didn't think that Cleveland did a very good job. I mean, outside of LeBron, nobody wants to go there, for one. And two, like when when you saw Dan Gilbert come out and write that letter to the press, if you will, talking so bad about LeBron, like why would another guy want to go play for you after that? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like that's yeah. calling him a coward, saying he didn't have – like leaving – Man, like that's that's setting yourself up for failure with future free agents, whatever the case is. Without question, without question, you know you lose that trust. You know players are players need that trust. You know when you play sports, trust is a big thing. Right, you know, on Huge. the court and 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 off the court. You know, especially the business part of it. You know, so if you feel like you're gonna get stabbed in the back, or you know if your owner doesn't have have you have your back the whole way. 
you know, you, you, you're, you're unlikely, especially in a place like Cleveland, where it's not as desirable to live as some of these other places when you got a pocket full of money. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to transition a little bit over to everybody saw Game 5, and I feel like Danny Green got the the worst end of everything just for missing a shot. He was actually on the bench for a while. Most people don't know that, and he got called in for the play. He missed a bad shot. I mean, was he wide open? I mean, he was – he, he had some, he had some distance between the defender, <laughs> so but the is yes. I mean, is now a lot of people look at at LeBron saying that he should have taken the shot. For one, do you feel he t- should have took the shot? And two, how much blame goes on Danny Green, if any at all? Look, LeBron, it's not so much that he didn't take the shot for me because it was Danny Green was wide open, and I mean, if if you. You pay Danny Green for two things, defense and the, to make the open three, Fox, right? Fox. So it wasn't that, but it, it was, it was, it was the play that he made. I didn't, I didn't like how he had the left side of the, the, the court wide open and he drove right into the defense. To me, to me, if he would have went left, it would have been, if he would have had a, 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 a better opportunity for a better play to, to make for himself. I think that he went into that thinking that, you know, uh, someone else can make a play and that they would double-team him. He didn't go in there with the mindset of, I'm going to make a play and then let the play develop. And if he and, and the way that he went when he did go right, he, he didn't go aggressive enough for me. He could have drawn a foul. Being a superstar in that situation, you would like to see a draw a foul. Now, I mean, it's nitpicky. It's nitpicky. Right. So, I, so, so, and you, but you just, but you do give Danny Green the bulk of the credit in that in that particular situation, from my perspective, because and, he was open, and, and, and that's what you do pay him for. And also, too, with Morris throwing the ball away, really just thinking AD was right under the, the basket. I mean, honestly, he got – I mean, nobody mentions him as far as for the blame for, for the loss. But, I mean, I, we, we obviously won game six, but a lot of the focus was on that game, and, and which, which transitions over to my next point. You know, Jordan would have done this. Kobe would have done that. Right now, I know we don't like to compare them, but you're you're a little old school, so you grew up watching Jordan and and this and that. So, is at this point right now, is Jordan better than LeBron? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I mean, in my opinion, Jordan is better than LeBron. You know what I mean? But this is how I, I, I hate going uh, to that conversation. I like to. Rather, I would rather rank him by position. And after what LeBron just did, getting his getting his fourth MVP, fourth ring, I just I just got him past Larry Bird. I thought Larry Bird was the greatest small forward in the history of the game. Wow. Uh, and over, uh, over Tim Duncan, small forward he said. Oh, small forward. I thought he said power forward. forward. Okay, small all right. Forward. Okay, okay. Small forward. And then we can argue with Tim Duncan. He played a lot of career, his career as center. That's always the, the the conundrum I have with Tim Duncan is. Where do we put him? Because so much of his time was, was we like to call him a power forward because that's kind of what he came into the league as. But over the course of time, he developed as a, as a center. But that's a different conversation. But like I said, I, I just I just now passed because, you know, if we're going to put emphasis on championships, and that was the reason why, you know, one of the knocks on LeBron is his, his record in the, in the finals. And if we're going to put the emphasis on an individual awards, you know, like the – Final MVP. Well, I, I mean, regardless of how I feel personally about LeBron, I have to give him the credit where credit is due. And I mean, 
he's got another fourth MVP, a fourth finals uh, uh, championship, and now you got to give him what credit is due. That passes Larry Bird. That hardware, because I don't believe so much in stats. Once you get to a certain tier, once you once you get to that upper echelon, and, and that legendary status is not so much about points and stats and right. all those type of things. You gotta you gotta start adding in those individual awards and those championships because that's what it's about. So, I, I will, I will so say this: we we, we kind of questioning your Larry Bird, uh, you know, saying that that you know he just passed Larry Bird, but you know, like like that, that's another argument for another day. Um, I think oh, I think ahead. I'll say this: I think a lot of times, and and I've seen this time to time. Don't get me wrong, my I got a 1A, a 1B, a 1C, and they all can be interchangeable for me. Michael Jordan, LeBron James, uh, Magic Johnson. And I just, for some reason, it feels like every time we have these conversations, the goalposts get moved for LeBron. Like he said, he said it in, after the game. What are they going to say next? What didn't I do? What You know what I'm saying? Right. Because all the things that we're saying, like, for example, Larry Bird, no disrespect to you. you your opinion is your opinion. But Larry Bird wouldn't. He he wouldn't even come in the game if he was on the same team as LeBron James. Like he's he's playing as many minutes as Quinn Cook. If he's Jared Dudley on the Lakers, if LeBron James is on his team, like he's not he's not taking any minutes from him. He you can't do it. Right. Um, I mean, we could argue that all day. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 you know, Larry Bird. To me, Larry Bird was the greatest small forward of all time until uh, 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 he had the. Uh, you know what, LeBron James has a better resume, but as a player, his skill set, what he brings to the table, I always like the Larry Bird a little better. Okay. But like I said, if we're if 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 we if we put so much emphasis on, you know, six and zero for 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 Jordan, uh, Russell getting eleven championships. Well, when LeBron get his fourth championship, that passes Larry Bird. He's got a fourth MVP. You got to give him credit where credit is due, and I'm not biased like that, so. You know, I'm going to give the man his credit as, as far as that is concerned. He's past Larry Bird for me now. He's the, he's the greatest power uh, small forward of all time, without question. You know, it's, it's, you can't no, you can no longer argue that point. Okay. And, and before and before that, I felt you could argue that point. Right. Right. I mean, if, if you uh, thought if, if before that you thought Larry uh, LeBron James was was the greatest. You can argue it. You know, it wasn't a crazy thought. I think now it's solidified, and there, there is no argument. Right, right. All right. So it's it's last thing real quick, and we'll let you go. I know you're a huge Dodgers fan. Do you guys see yourself getting back to the World Series? And if so, are you finally gonna get a win? I do not know. You know what? Because I've been telling all my Dodger buddies that the Braves, and I've been watching them all year long. The Braves are the real deal, and they, you know Serious. what? The yeah. Braves are so balanced. They have the second most home runs behind the Dodgers. They've got talent up and down the lineup. Their pitching has been on fire since the playoffs started. These guys are the real deal. And you know what? If the Dodgers lose to this team, that is not the upset that everybody thinks it is. I thought going into this series, it was a 50-50 series. And that was scary being the Dodgers fan that I am. Now, it's going to be fun. This is a fun, fun series to watch. And But as far as my expectations, oh, it's coin flip for me. And when and then when Kershaw when Kershaw goes down, I mean, that that's a big loss. Hopefully he can come back and pitch again in this series. But like you said, that lineup is crazy, and, and the pitching staff is so underrated. I mean, you know they held that Dodger team in check 
game one, I think they had one run. Not today, so far, they don't have any runs. So, I mean, you got to put some respect on that team. Like you said, they've been playing well all year. It's not – they got big bats, they got big arms, and, and those two things win, win baseball games. So, but, but Atlanta has been coming for a few years now. For the last couple of years, they've been building to this. That's what's scary. They didn't just turn on, flip a switch, or get lucky because of the short season and everything else. You know, just like the Dodgers have been on the same road, on, yep. on the same path, Hey, Atlanta has been right there behind them without the bigger names, you know, with, without the superstars, without the headlines that the Dodgers have been getting. They've been gradually accumulating to this point, and they're here now, and they're ready. And it's not too big of a stage, and it scares me as a Dodger fan. Like I said, I've been telling all my guys, all my buddies, all my friends, all my Dodger buddies, hey, this is a 50-50 series. Don't just automatically pencil us in into the World Series because it'd be great to get there and, and it'd be great to win. You know, it, it sucks that, like I said, it's a COVID year and a lot of people try to discount right, it. Right, But, but, but we've been, but the one thing that we have in our favor to that argument of trying to discount it is that, like I said about Atlanta, we've been coming for a few years. We've been to the World Series. Everybody knows we've been cheated yep. at least once. And, you know, it looks like we've been cheated twice. It's also about a, Houston and by uh, uh, Boston, Facts. but at the same at the same time, we lost. We got to take our L. And this season right here, we were number one all year long, so that validates it. We were number we were the most talented team. We had the best record. So if we win, obviously, you know you have to count that. You have to count it, and it's going to go ahead, and, and it'll be our first championship since '88. You know, okay. it's, been, it's been a long time. I think yeah. I was 12, 11 years old the last time the Dodgers now remember it so vividly and it'd be great it'd be great to get back to that situation man and, and, and both my teams like we might as well sweep it and be the COVID championship <laughs> hey man we appreciate you for joining man and good luck to your bills I think you guys are you guys winning right now oh uh, man you know what I was on the Dodgers so I know it's halftime right now so 21-10 yeah so but, but we'll see, man. We appreciate you for joining. And, uh, yeah, we'll be, we'll be chatting soon, man. Appreciate you, bro. Anytime, Marlon, man. My bad, man, for being a little bit late. But, man, hey. here. And I, I, man, I love you, man. I appreciate you, man. And I can't wait to see you again. Hey, yeah, we'll link up in Vegas again soon. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. As soon as all this is over. All right, man. I'll see you. No all right. problem. Yeah, man. So that only only thing I got to say is just. The, the Larry Bird thing that was a little questionable, but uh, and know. that's that'd be my whole thing, man. It's it's so many opinion based. Like if we're only talking facts, it's it's tough. Yeah, you know, that's that's an opinion. That's that man's opinion. So, right, right. You know. So yeah, so um, we're getting ready to get to the next guest. This is and and by the way, we're doing we normally have a few episodes where we just it's just us two but we had so many people that were trying to we were trying to squeeze into one episode and it already ran you know two hours so we're just trying to show the love i know a lot of people they want to get on the show they want to just interact with us and we appreciate uh all the love all the support everything for sure um for sure. subscribe like apple podcast spotify youtube amazon podcast as well so um Another big story that happened aside from the Lakers over the weekend was Dak, oh. Dak Prescott. Um, huge, huge, huge loss. I mean, it was just 
it was it was tough all the way around either way you look at it and the first thing i think of is for one will this guy ever play again i hope he does for one two should he have taken the money getting offered i believe it was five years 105 something like that um guaranteed and i think it was 175 total I believe it was so. Some um, Yeah, but he, I mean, he but he wanted more, and I I have he, he wanted he actually wanted less. So he wanted he want he didn't mind the money. He didn't want to be a, under contract for five years. He wanted a four year contract. That was the breakup. That was the yeah. the deal breaker for him or his side. Um, yeah, I, I but feel it's, for the guy, man. it's it's give and take, man. Because I think it's going to end up backfiring on the Cowboys. Mm. I think that. Dak is not going to give us a discount. He's going to be a free agent, and he's going to go take money elsewhere. I know your big thing was uh, he's, in, he's in a cam situation. And let me explain that for you elaborate. I, I said he was in somewhat of a similar boat than Cam Newton because you're coming off of an injury and you're a free agent. I think the unfortunate part about this is teams aren't going to be rushing to sign you. And if you need, you're in need of a starting quarterback – you, you may offer him, you know, like Phillip Rivers, for instance, playing horrible, horrible this year. He's making one million twenty-five, or uh, I'm sorry, one year twenty-five million. I don't think he would get offered anything close to that because that's too much for a team to give up to on, on a quarterback like that that you haven't necessarily seen. You may bring him in for a workout, but I just don't feel that teams are rushing to sign and give him a huge contract. Now he's going to get lowballed. And didn't the Cowboys come out today or yesterday and say that he's going to be – he's going to – not that he's going to sign him. I think Steven said he's going to be a Cowboy or something like that. Cowboys are stupid if they franchise tag him. He has to sign a franchise tag. You can't franchise tag him. Well, yes, but agent. but even offering him the tag, I don't think they would do that. But All right, you got your point. Okay, my fault, my fault. I just so, want to so, say that. My fault, my Yeah, fault, so my this fault. is where you're wrong. My I'm going to go where you're wrong first because Cam was signed. Cam wasn't a free agent when he got hurt. Cam rehabbed with the with the uh, Carolina Panthers, and then they saw his rehabilitation. They liked what they had in the other guy, who's not even a starter anymore, and they cut Cam. So when you rehab with a team, team doctors are all like this. There's only 31 of you in the world. They're friends. So if this team doctor doesn't think that he can cut it or doesn't think that he's worth that much money, you think the other 31 teams don't know about it? Heck yeah, it's the answer. They do know about it. So when that team cuts you and you're coming back off of a down year and a couple down years because Cam hadn't been himself since the Super Bowl run, it's, it's a completely different situation. I, I say he's more in a Earl Thomas situation where Earl, Earl Thomas was on a franch- a one-year deal with the franchise tag. He gets hurt, comes back, didn't get the money he wanted, but he still got a, a big contract for somebody coming dead off of injury. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and the difference, again, between uh, Cam and, and Dak is Dak is 24, 25 years old. And Cam's, he was playing, Cam's older. Yeah, and he was right. playing the you're best right. football of his career. So I do think he'll get a deal. I think that he, he – will have some kind of animosity towards the Cowboys for not signing them last year, whether he should have signed or not, okay. and probably take like money elsewhere. And I, I, so, so I hate you to see th- that because I want him to be a Cowboy. You think he's getting offered $90, 100000000 million guaranteed next year? I think he'll get a $100 million contract, yes. $100 million total? $100 million Listen, total, I'd give him maybe 40 guaranteed, something like that. He's not getting a massive contract. He's not getting anything close to what these top – 
five, six, seven guys are making. Well, nobody's getting anything close to what Patrick Mahomes made, first of all. Well, so yes, but I know that's not, that but, 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 but I know that's what he wants. And I don't even he's, think he's getting he doesn't want he's gonna get he's a, come out and said he doesn't deserve that. Like Dak is Dak is a really smart guy. He he knows he knows his value. That's why he wanted four years as opposed to five years, so he can dip back in while he's still in his prime mm-hmm. and get another big contract. Aaron yeah. Rodgers like somebody like that. But you know, Mahomes was in a completely different situation where was it ten years? Well, well, he's not Mahomes. Like, no, but I'm saying that's a different yeah, yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. He wants to, he wanted to be able to tap back in, get back in the free agency market, and re up again. So he's not a, he's not a dumb guy by any means. But we're talking about an ankle. We're not talking do. about a knee. We're not talking about a throwing right. arm. We're right. not talking about any of these things. So yes, I do think he'll get paid. Unfortunately. And, you know, I hear a lot of mixed reviews from Cowboy fans, but they sound crazy to me when they talk bad about Dak. Um, I wanted him to be a Cowboy, um, I especially with all those weapons. When that offensive line gets healthy again, I think it would have been crazy. But, you know, I, I do – I am I am scared of that. I, I'm scared. He'll get offered a contract by the Cowboys again, and he'll take a, a play, more player-friendly deal elsewhere. I wish him the best. I want him to get his money. I just think now with – Teams and how I don't know. And there are a lot of bad quarterbacks out there. There are. There are. I mean, and I wish the guy the best. I I want him to get the the contract. Like I just feel like he's going to get a one year deal, somewhat similar to Cam got, not as low as one million, but I feel like he's going to get possibly a one year prove it deal when these teams aren't going out trying to sign him. So I don't. Again, I don't. He's going to have his whole free agency. Cam had. They cut Cam. That was the other thing. They cut Cam after camp. So teams had already had their rosters when Cam, when Cam was cut. I I like I said. I hope I hope he gets his money. We'll see. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how that, how, that, how all that plays out. But next, um, actually, one of my best friends is joining back again. Ali. He is a huge Cowboys fan, Rangers fans, uh, Mavs fan, and um, yeah, he joins us now. So what's up, Ali? How you doing? Ali. Good, good. How are you guys doing? We're good, man. Just talking about this Dak situation. And, and I mean. Yeah, I heard that. I heard. I'm going to just jump right in. Do you feel that he's at least going to get a decent contract from the Cowboys? Or would he possibly get something else elsewhere? I think, I think he will get his contract to us. Just based on it's hard to find a franchise quarterback. You know? Especially, you know, that knows the offense that well. Yeah. Uh, we struck out. We struck out with many quarterbacks before we got Romo, you know. And you know, with Dak, you know, it's it, it's really heartbreaking to see where because he, he was kind of growing up. You finally, you know. After yeah, because you were you, you actually weren't really the biggest Dak fan initially, and then at that point, you no. started to kind of to turn around. I think year two, three, uh, you started to actually like him essentially. Yeah, well, you. It, the era I came from was, you know, watching Tony Romo, you know, and like how Dak kind of took his job, you know, that, you know, kind of didn't fit well at first, but then, you know, he started growing on me, man. Like, uh, you know, I see the hard work that he puts in and like, you know, it seems all behind him. Like, you know, one thing it's hard to do is, you know, gain a whole locker room and, uh, you know, you saw the love that he, everybody had for him, you know, once he went down. Should he and, have taken uh, the contract? Um, I think that has to do with his agent more than anything else. You know, a lot of things came out about his agent because his agent, I think, has like four people that he represents in the NFL, and all of them are on a franchise tag. Mm-hmm. So, 
I think a lot of it has to do with his agent, you know, telling him to wait on, you know, getting a, getting a bigger contract because I know he wants to be a cowboy. And, you know, I know Jerry wants to make him a cowboy or keep him a cowboy. And uh, I, think, I think a lot has to do with his agent. Yeah, I want to say too, man. Shout out to uh, Jason Garrett for coming over, man, and showing the respect that he did for Dak. I mean, we saw the yeah. pregame embrace and the love that those two had. Um, it, it was just a lot of respect yeah, we- there. And then for him to do that, I mean, I know this is that that relationship is bigger than football, clearly. Um, but just like yeah. you said, it's really tough to win over a whole locker room as a guy on the coach of the opposite sideline. I mean. There, I'll just say this. I think there's a lot of coaches that have former guys on the other sideline that wouldn't have done what mm-hmm. Jason Garrett did. So I want to, you know, respect out to him. But but I'm with you. I think I, I was just talking about that. Like, Dak isn't a dummy. Dak came out and spoke against his agent and was like, yo, I don't deserve this kind of money. And his agent kind of told him, hey, yeah. be quiet. Like, you don't say that. Like, <laughs> like you're hurting your, yeah, our, our you contract know, negotiations. These agents get a crazy percentage, you know, with their oh, yeah. get, you know. So a lot had to do with a lot had to do with that agent, you know, um, pretty much having him wait for you know more money. I think that I think there's also have a TV contract too mm-hmm. that you know is going to cause them to spend more, you know, next year. Uh, exactly. So, That's what I, I think. A lot has to because Dad doesn't seem like you know he doesn't seem like you know really greedy. You know, seems like a pretty humble dude, and you know with him. You know, more of his agent than himself. But, you know, right now we got to, you know, hopefully just pray that he can, you know, come back, you know, from this injury. And, uh, you know, I know he's going to work hard probably, you know, to get back as fast as he can. So, yeah. And, and, and that's a big part. I mean, I've said that on here before, too. Part of that TV deal is, is owners trying to get um, the quarterback salary taken away from the so it doesn't impact the rest of the overall salary yeah. cap um so it, it is going to be a bigger market for quarterbacks working on. yeah and, and it's going to be I a big market for quarterbacks and hindsight is always 2020 man like if i would have known what i know today i would have did something different yesterday right like it, it's always a little bit exactly. it's always that way so i mean i just hope it works yeah. out for him it, it, it's just crazy how that injury happened you know like he's playing against his former coach yeah, yeah, Tony Romo's calling the game, you know? Oh, man. The guy yeah. who took his job and uh, his former coach all in the same game and that happens to him, man. I was just like, what kind of luck is that, you know? Right, yeah. right. Shout yeah, out J.D. Lester, bro. What's up? What's up, little bro? And, and two more things I'll ask you, Ali. I mean, looking at this season, you guys have Andy. I honestly feel that you guys would probably win the same amount of games with Andy versus Dak. I just don't have – Enough faith in your 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 defense, offense is yeah. always offense is always playing catch up. So I mean, could you could you see Andy possibly leading this team? This is my biggest fear. I feel like Andy will lead this team to the playoffs, maybe win a game, and then Andy gets a big contract. No, I hope that's not that. I think I don't think that'll happen. I think I, you know with this division, how bad it is. You know, uh, we can win it with Andy. Right, you know? but Philly's looking a little bit better now. Uh, they're coming around defensively. Uh, Wentz is still, you know, he doesn't look the same that he did that year that he won the MVP. You know, mm-hmm. totally different Wentz. I think, I think with Dak, we would have probably won an extra game or two. 
you know, compared to what we are going to win with Andy. But I might be wrong. You know, he came in, Andy Dalton came in, uh, you know, swinging, you know, after Dak went down. So, but I think, honestly, I'm, I'm for it, uh, going for a tank this year, you know, and getting a higher draft pick, you know, because I don't, the NFC, you know, looking good with uh, Green Bay, Seattle, you know, these teams are, these looking teams really are good. looking really good right now. And, like, I think with us, we need we need help, you know, defensively. Because it's hard, you know, on any quarterback, you're down by 21 points, you know, and you're having to score three touchdowns just to tie it. You know, that's right. what Dak is playing with. Yeah. You know? and, and also, man, we got to, like, with Andy Dalton, this, I think it was a great signing, like, to get a veteran backup who has starting experience is obviously a big deal for situations like this. But it would be naive yeah. for the Cowboys to go sign him because we saw what he's done with the franchise before. We've seen exactly. We've, we've seen, seen, we've him. seen what he did with Cincinnati. Exactly with with weapons around him too, not with like trash. He had AJ Green. He's had. Um, I mean, the young running backs they have now. He had Giovanni Bernard back then. Like they had some guys around mm-hmm. him. So. I think it will be kind of naive to just all of a sudden forget everything we've already seen from Andy Dalton. I do think he'll do well, um, but we our offense will change for sure. Yeah, because he's not especially exactly. especially with the injuries to that offensive line. Now, if he'd have been there last year when we, when they were all healthy, it would have been a little bit smoother adjustment. But I mean, we've got two rookies starting on the offensive line. We had you know our Pro Bowl uh, offensive lineman retire in the, in the off season, like. James Loon exactly. is out. Uh, Tyron Smith is out. Like it's not the same, you know, booking offensive line that we've had for the past few years. So I think that's going to play a major part too in, in kind of how he has to adjust. Now he still has got weapons galore, which is a good thing. But I think it'll be a tough, a tough go for him. Exactly, and that's why that's why I'm on the whole. You know, maybe we don't do as well and get a higher draft pick so we can, you know. Be a, we're able to, you know, repair our offensive line or, our, you know, we need defense like no other. Man, yeah. <laughs> right and that's what, I was, you know, that's what I've been uh, telling people. players, Alden Smith, and he hasn't played in five years, you know, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Like, like no matter yeah, how many like, yards Dak throws for, he he's not making tackles out there. So that, it, man, he, he, he was on a – he was having, like, a historic pace, man. It was just crazy. He had, like, 2,000 yards through five games is crazy. Yeah, I know he was like the top fantasy player right now. You know, of course, Marvin yeah. Knows that one. Well, yeah, playing playing all that garbage time, unfortunately. But um, not, we oh, got okay. a better record than you guys, huh? It's not all garbage well, because you guys are always playing catch up. Yeah. But anyways, so uh, on on the baseball, you know, obviously, in the fourth quarter, though, we don't miss field goals. You know. Ooh. Hey, hey, man. Ooh. Hey, hey. It's too soon. <laughs> too soon. Um, right on time. Good call. One one, one thing before I let you go. Uh, predictions for the World Series. Who you got? Oh, man. You know, I think right now Tampa's going to win that World Series. Great, huh? Tampa's winning that. Yeah. Tampa, Tampa has a solid team, man. They got they got the right players to fit. I mean, their bullpen is stacked. Starting rotation's good. Good lineup. Dodgers are kind of choking right now. Atlanta, Atlanta might knock them out. So. Yeah, because they're not. What's the score now? Is it still 6-0? It was six zero. I'm not. Yeah, Dodgers. Yeah, the Dodgers bullpen really showed what they were last last uh, the first series they played. So I think Tampa wins it. 
Yeah, okay. It's not a bad call, man. Tampa winning winning the NHL Cup in COVID and and uh baseball world championship. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah, I don't follow NHL that much, but you know, that that'd be a pretty cool story to have, you know, both the teams in the bubble from Tampa win it, so right. 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 I am trying to get out to one of these games though, man, down in Arlington. Yeah, man, I, I uh it's but shoot, between that and the Cowboys game, but because the Cowboys letting some people in, but it would just be cool to just check out that new stadium. Um yeah. and then yeah. um they are also too actually mentioning a potential bubble for the NFL playoffs out here. Here in LA, uh LA obviously with the, with the new stadium and everything. So that should be very interesting because they really have to get this COVID situation uh, just, just figure it out because I just feel like it's and which, which is interesting too because when you think of basketball, basketball starting back up, you can't do a full season of of a bubble in in the next season of the NBA. You so, so no, there's no way it's be, for for eighty two so games. The NBA made it work. You know, the NBA made the bubble work. You know, they and, did. They made it work, but you really you're well. not going to be able to, for eighty two games. I think I think if you do do a bubble for the whole NBA season. Um, it just includes. That, that'd be difficult. I, I, th- I do think it'll be difficult, but it'll be a shortened season too because we have to understand there'll be a lot more back to backs. You don't have Breaking, to worry about. Sorry. Don't have to worry about any travel. Breaking news: Jets just released Le'Veon Bell. Why is that breaking Woo! news? That just happened right now. I care. We can get him. Sorry. He's going to Pittsburgh. He should go back to Pittsburgh. But my fault. Go ahead. Go yeah, finish that, Marlon. No, I was just saying there'll be a lot. There'll be a lot more back to backs because you're not traveling in between games, so you don't have to have travel days off. You don't have to account for all that because everybody's right there in a mile radius at Disney World. So, yeah, but just yeah. just imagine for and that's the thing. Not not all the teams weren't even there, so. I think maybe half of the teams were there. And just leave imagine. that half out anyway. Nobody want, the Kings. The Kings don't need to have a season. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't need to watch John Morant. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. You did great, but leave him out. Oh man. Well, Ali, man, we appreciate you, man, for uh, for tuning in, and um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with the Dak situation, how that unfolds next year, and um, we'll see if Tampa Bay can pull it out in the World Series. Yes, sir. All right. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. No All problem. right, Ali, All see right. you, bro. So, so talk about Le'Veon, man. You were excited after, just, after a couple a year ago when I told you how important he was. Now you're excited about him when you said he wasn't important. What you mean? Who, who said he wasn't important? You. You don't remember when? the whole Le'Veon, uh, Anto- Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster conversation we had? What episode was that? It was like one or two. It was early. <laughs> I remember, though. Yeah. I go, I go back. Because it was at the apartment. Oh, yeah, that was like one, two, three. Yeah, because I, I, I said, you know, it changed when Le'Veon left, and then it will be a lot harder on Juju when um, Antonio Brown left, and he became that number one guy with the double teams and all that stuff. He's still, he's still a good receiver, but he's not what Antonio Brown was. And I thought he would be. Um, I thought he'd be a number one, but, yeah, like, like you said, obviously he's not. But I would love for him to have a reunion back because James Conner isn't the guy. James Conner's okay. But James Conner is, is nowhere near what Le'Veon, guy. what Le'Veon Bell Serviceable. is. Because you can give Le'Veon the ball, and he can just he's just so patient the way he reads and this and that. But Running backs that were number 30, though, are all average, like, at best. Speaking of numbers, great segue. With it being episode 45, I best player. I was Chargers running back, the one that's hurt right now. Are you going to take a shot at him when the man's hurt? No, I would have took a shot at him if he was healthy. Remember when I said your your backs, your young my bulls. young bulls, man. <laughs> that was like episode one too. Um, 
best player to wear number 45 and the best player to wear number 15. Um, I don't got Mike's on today. I don't got Jordan's on today. I feel like it's just... He didn't even win nothing when he was 45. Neither did LT. You said him for 21. So, Damn. that's out the window. <laughs> and then number 15, I've always been one of the biggest Mellow fans, so... Oh, Mellow. Mellow, my guy. Mellow. I mean, he's... The best player to wear number 15. But also, too, you got to look at Patrick Mahomes. He's obviously there with... I think Patrick Mahomes will be there. Right. To put Patrick Mahomes on the best ever conversation right now is a little premature. We all see him projecting to get there. But, you know, nod to Kobe, nod to LeBron, nod to Tom Brady. The reason they are regarded as the greats that they are is, you know, sustained excellence. So we got to see this over time. If, you know, something happens, God forbid, he gets hurt or he doesn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a wrap. He's right. not in that conversation. He's a he's a woulda, coulda, shoulda. Right. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, Jordan's right there. Yeah, so there's a few quick things uh, before we get into our next, our, our last caller. It was great to see Alex Smith back. I mean, Alex. he's just from an injury that, that. Nobody even knew if he was going to come back and play. And his name was called, and he came. And, and just as a defender, just imagine you're going up to tackle him. Aaron Donald, you know, you don't want to hurt the dude. You don't want to. I don't think that was anywhere in Aaron Donald's mind. What, but, yeah, but, well, <laughs> here, but the, here's the thing. In this day and age in the NFL, you do like that, and you get you get in the flag. So, I mean, but it's it's just great to see him back. Felt good. Wife was in the stand stressing out. So that was Helix High's own so La Mesa, was, California, San Diego. Alex Smith, the Helix High School. Okay. Never lost a game. Still came. Um, so that was great to see. Uh, Chiefs and Raiders. Every once in a while, Chiefs have a bad game. Like this? Oh, you're not gonna give B. Uh, Warmer a shout out. You're not gonna show no love. You still gonna be disrespectful who? to the second best team in the AFC West. And the then, Raiders. And then uh, oh, B. Warmer, B. Warmer. I'm hey. not gonna let him do this to you. Shout out to the Raiders, man. The Raiders did what you guys thought you were gonna do. The Raiders still horrible, man. They better than y'all. <laughs> um, Dan Quinn finally gone from the Falcons. So that's something that Falcon fans have been screaming forever. Uh, Dr. Falcon was on here two episodes ago screaming that they need to get rid of him. So he's finally gone. Now you just have to figure out, do you... <laughs> now you need to get rid of Matt Ryan. <laughs> There's actually saying, I think that the uh, I think it was the GM was saying that, that he's not sold on him. So I think they may be trying to tank for Trevor. So hey, we'll might, might be able to get Dak. We'll see how that happens. I like to see Dak really? and Julio. Dak and Ridley. Ridley's that nice. not bad. Really, yeah. Ridley's cool. And Todd Gurley shows flashes, bro. Mm-hmm. Shout out to, uh, oh, who did the, oh, we just played him, I think. Seahawks? No, who got Vikings signed? Vikings are horrible, man. Somebody got signed the other day, and he looked really good against us. Uh, Freeman. From, from Atlanta. That's what made me think about Devontae it. Devontae Freeman? Devontae Freeman. He had concussion away from being out the league saw forever. Right, man. You, you, hey. Forever. Look. Don't, He's always hurt. Why, why you want one guy to come back from injury but not another guy to do well? I want them all to do well. Congratulations on being back in the league, Devontae. You looked good. He That's was, all. He was in the league last year. It wasn't like he was out for five years. No, but he was out for a couple weeks. Be careful, baby. All right, and then we have, obviously, like I said before, Rivers looked horrible, man. They're just a complete different team, and, I mean, it sucks to say that, but, um, you know, he's 
he's he's done. He's done. They they're better off with Jacoby Brissett. It's just a matter of time before he gets benched. But um, who? They, Jacoby Brissett. No, who's getting benched? Rivers. Rivers. Yeah, he looks. Oh, that's your god. That's your he, god. Yeah, that's, that's my guy. He looks horrible. Um, Philly with another loss. I mean, they. Oh man. <laughs> they were in first place too. Um, they're going to win the division though. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't. I don't um, think Andy Dalton. Philly division. or, or uh, Pittsburgh. We'll see what happens with them if they want to go back and pick up Le'Veon Bell and possibly get him for for less Connor's money. Because hurt, so, right? Uh, I think he played. I don't know. Did he play? I, I think he played last week. I think he played last week. So, um, other than that, we got one as more far caller. As, and one more caller than than we good. Um, he's a big. Uh, Wait, hold on, hold on, hold oh, on. Yeah, before yeah, we get to him, before we get to him, we gotta shout out our sponsor, man, oh. Jersey Junkyard Twenty Twenty. Um, shout out to Jersey Junkyard. They specialize in bringing the best in quality, um, the best in pricing for all of your fan gear, whether it's hats, jerseys, uh, T-shirts, whatever you're looking for as a fan, Jersey Junkyard has it. Um, quick, friendly, uh, shipping to wherever you are around the country. And uh, all you got to do is shout out to them on either Instagram or email jerseyjunkyard2020 at gmail.com or jerseyjunkyard2020 on Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. And if you if you mention the code hashtag Marlin versus Marlin, 10% off. Hashtag Marlin versus Marlin on the Jersey Junkyard. Get 10% off your order. Uh, order ship within 7 to 14 days. Custom jerseys, uh, throwback jerseys, whatever you need, they got them. On the field, legit. You need it, they got it. You need it, they got it. <laughs> All right, let's get into this last All caller, right, man. Last caller. Um, so yeah, so he is a he's a big Niners fan, and also too he's a Cardinals fan. So we were kind of going back and forth when the Padres and the and the uh, the Cardinals played, but Jimmy Jam he Wait, joins he's a us. Niners fan. Niners. Fan. I got a, I got a question for him about Garoppolo, man. I picked up Garoppolo. My quarterback was in a bye week. Nobody he gets benched at halftime. It's looking like yours now. It's looking like yours. What's going on, Jimmy? How you doing? Boys, how are you? Thank you for having me on, man. It's an honor. It's an honor. I appreciate it. Jimmy, thanks for joining us, man. Oh, not a problem. Hey, listen, Jimmy Garoppolo, um, I don't know. Let's just say he's on the waiver wire in my league, too, and I'm not, I'm not <laughs> trying to scoop him up. You know was, what I'm saying? Was he coming back a week or two too early, you think? Oh, oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. And um, I, listen, I can understand why they were trying to bring him back because things prior to him coming back seemed like they were falling at the seams already. Um, and, and you know me, Marlon, I'm, I'm never like a, an apologetic for any of my teams or whatever. It's kind of a weird season. The only thing they lead the league in is um, injuries. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, I think the problem with that. Well, There's a lot of things. We we might be tied for injuries, but but go ahead. Yeah, that's true. No, that's true, man. <laughs> hey, li- listen, Marlon. Can I can I say real quick? It's been since since your your Padres, and I kind of heard the tail end of that before you introed me. Yeah. Um. You, yo, you guys put us on your knee, and you were spanking us at will, and you were up on the mountaintop, and then the past whack, uh, week and a half have been kind of rough for you, man. Yeah, it's it, like all over. Well. Kind of, sort of, but the Lakers help it out. So yeah, hey, listen, that dude, that's a great series. I'm uh, I, I, you guys probably know way more basketball than I do, and it's kind of funny. Like, I just got into it this year, really, and nice. and uh, and kind of hard in, in midsummer. 
the second part of the season. I hadn't really watched the game in the first part, but during the quarantine, you kind of choose who you hang out with very closely, right? And I have a nephew I'm extremely close with, and he's a huge, um, he's a huge Detroit fan. But so we got into a lot of basketball, and so I got to watch. If it weren't for him, I wouldn't have watched those finals. And congratulations, man, because appreciate it. I, I'm man. gonna, dude. Yo, know, it, it was literally in my uh, in my eyes, in my can I say virgin basketball eyes. <laughs> it was the two the two best. Uh, I think this year there was a lot of teams with big twos, right? Right. And you guys by far had the biggest two of anything, you know, in the league, right? And you had the two best guys on the court, but you had this Miami team, and I think maybe what they pick up really traction against the Celtics series, right? Yep. And they were scrappy, and you have Onik, you have Jimmy Buckets, Crowder, and you have a really, like, like a good base of a team and everybody contributes. But in the end of the day, the two best players just took over and that's what it was, man. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was definitely a, a, a great win. And, and, and one thing too, um, you know, I know you're not, you know, super huge in, in the NBA, but Dwight Howard and Rondo deserve a ton of credit for the finals. I mean, Rondo is, he's actually one of those scrappy players. And I remember yeah. back like, whew, I don't know how many years ago it was where we thought we were going to get him. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's, I obviously didn't play out, but, you know, he, he's one of those good players that doesn't really get a lot of credit. The past few years, he signed for league minimum, essentially, or, or, mm-hmm. or a little more than that. But, you know, we, we, yeah. had, we had a lot of great role players. Some didn't come through as much as we'd like them to. And, and some of those guys are probably going to get released, or, or, yeah. or Danny Green, maybe one of them. We'll see what happens with that. But um, that's too bad, man. I was going to say, him and Caldwell were the two that stuck in, in my mind, you know? Right. Yeah. I think so. I think Caldwell Pope. I, I even think Danny Green. Danny Green. The one thing about what Danny Green brought was that experience, man. Like yeah. it, it matters. You know what I mean? He's been there before. Obviously, the rest of the team has two now. Um, yeah. But I don't know if this experience helps you next year if you're in a real playoff situation with real fans on a way court. Like it, it, you never know how this experience will translate yeah. into you know the real world after COVID. Hopefully, we get there one day. Yeah, I know it's an obvious dumb question, but what's next for the Lakers? If I can ask you, you know, I was I was actually thinking about that. Um, it was actually one of my my topics that we were going to bring up, but I, I just think that we have to we. There's going to be a lot of pieces that will move because, like I said, a lot of these guys are on league minimum, so uh, I feel that some of them might get a, a, a contract offer elsewhere and, and take that for a little bit more. Rondo, Dwight, I think Dwight earned himself a contract. Um, mm-hmm. Not not from us because we're not going to pay him too much more because we got two max guys and mm-hmm. obviously LeBron and AD, So which LeBron, AD is going to get the super max. Um, but I, I don't know. And that's the thing. It's really down to the players that are willing to take less because most of these guys are going to get contracts or at least some of the guys are going to get better offers somewhere. So... I think, I, for me, the Lakers have to get better. If they if they put together the same team or something similar to it this year, mm-hmm. the next year, I don't think it's good enough to win another championship. You have Warriors, the Warriors coming back. Rest. Um, you have the Clippers getting a year better. Um, you have the Brooklyn Brooklyn Nets. You have Giannis, yep. where he might end up. A lot of people think, you know, and I and I'll take credit for it. You know, pat myself on the back. I was the first to say this. Um, he might go to Miami. So if you get that Miami team that just made a finals appearance and then add a guy like him or even add another superstar, 
Um, I think it'll be tough. I think the Mavericks will be back in the fold um, in the thick of things. And if they can add somebody else. So you, you really got to get better. And it sounds crazy coming off a championship season. But next year is going to be even crazier. happen, right? Yeah. I mean, and I think, you know, I think you're right in the fact that they do have to get better because I feel like the theme of the NBA this year compared to past years is there's really not that huge gap from number one to number two and the rest of maybe through six, you know? So yeah. okay. anywhere two through six can make a power move in the offseason, you know, and make and, that jump. And look at, look at Miami, a five seed, four or five seed, I think they're the number five seed, made, made it to the, to the NBA Finals, which is a team that – another stinky good team. And I feel like if they could maybe get one extra piece or so – I think that they're going to be right back in there. They're they're a sneaky good team. I said I said Lakers in six. I didn't after game one and two. Everybody was, you know, we're going to sweep them. And like you said, you know, it's going to be over in three. All that stuff. So they're a sneaky good team that I feel will be back. And also too, you have to look at at Philadelphia with the new coach and Doc Rivers. Yeah. Who see who knows what can happen with that? If I like Philly with Doc, yeah. I like Philly with Doc. And then and then Brooklyn that might be the power move. Yeah. Right? And and then Brooklyn and then Boston is yeah. still going to be back. They're young. They're getting better and healthier and yeah. also to toronto is a team that doesn't really have a super superstar but they're a team that's gonna be around they're gonna be there so the east i think is getting a little bit stronger and then when you look at the west i mean the yeah. west is always you know gonna be there yeah so it's tried and true right yeah so yeah but, but you're right with toronto and, and boston that might i don't know about you but and we'll exclude the finals by the way, boys, you, you, you guys popped my cherry. It's been January. You said, hey, Jimmy Jam, you're going to be talking NBA on a podcast. I'm like, can I swear for a second? Is that okay? Uh, yeah, go I, for it. I'm like, fuck out of here. You know what I'm <laughs> like, I'd be like, I'm glad that you asked you. first, too, by the way. I love that. No, but, hey, you know me. I'm a respectful guy. And, yeah. and I don't know if Marlon showed you a picture, but if I classify myself, I'd say tall, white, and nerdy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, oh, my God. I never thought he'd be talking basketball here. But I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. And it's, you know, the off season it's definitely going to dictate, uh, you know, where things go. And, and like you said, I'm glad you brought up Doc Rivers because – it wasn't you know their last series where they lost wasn't a lot of it was about how the players were managed, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that could be the move, right? Right. But, so so we'll we'll see how it plays out. But onto yeah. football, I know that's your bread and butter, and I know you wanted to talk a little bit about the Chargers and yeah. Uh, I, I just th- this is something that was this is nothing new as far as for us losing the way that we lost, miss extra point miss field goal towards the end of regulation this is something that that is is very new to us i predicted us to go five and eleven so i'm not mm-hmm. nothing was going in with tyrod taylor we're not going to win anything with tyrod taylor like that's that that just it is what it is but yeah. justin herbert this guy is a star and i'm i'm not necessarily so mad about last night because hey it is what it is but i see the potential in this guy this guy is gonna get better he's going to Learn how to. He's gonna get more chemistry with with Keenan. He he obviously went out in the game and and Mike Williams and 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 some of our other guys. But I don't think Anthony Lynn is a guy. I feel yeah, like yeah, we... you know, I I I think you're right. I, and it's kind of a similar what we're just talking to, uh, you know, about Philadelphia, right? It's it's almost like a management of like the team mm-hmm. in general. You guys have been injured, right? Say it again. You know, you guys have been injured, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, starting running back is hurt. 
I've, yeah, our, our best player in Derwin James, he's out. So I feel like it man, with I'm injuries. A State boy, I know, I know who he is. Yeah, and he was there. He was there at number, I believe, nine with San Francisco, and we let him go by. And I'm like, the one it's... time I could get a Florida State great playing for my football team, but I'm glad he went with you. Your defense is—it's it, crazy, but it's injured. Yeah, crazy but cracked right now, right? And it's funny because because Marlon said. It, it might be a possibility that my Bosa goes and plays with your Bosa. So I'm glad that we ended up getting him signed uh, for yeah. a while. But that that oh. would have been ugly. And I, I'm pretty sure, it, and that, really with the Chargers organization, everybody's going to come out and say the right thing. Oh, yeah, I, I love this franchise. I want to stay with this organization. Most of them are liars. But I'm mm-hmm. sure he would have loved to go play with a San Francisco team. But, you know. Well, probably more so his brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You know, I mean, Think about think about you and I don't know if you have a brother or not, but if you do and you guys are both in the NFL, think about the genetic lottery in that. So you just know, like but, with the Seahawks with the Griffin brothers. Oh, big time, right? Look at that, it, you it, know? That, I'm glad you brought that up. But here's the deal: he was loyal to the team that drafted him, right? And you know, and and your quarterback. It's like I'm going to be honest with you. I I watch him play. His first, you know, it's a very small sample size, but he's doing better than Peyton Manning year one. You know, if we're going to really set a benchmark. Peyton you know, Manning was do- really bad year one, though. Yeah, but, <laughs> okay. Well, all right, all right. All right. But, but, I, I but. I see you there, but uh, listen. He, I, I think he's doing good right. with what he has, you know? He's, I mean, he's, he's, he's doing good. I, I just see the potential. So, so we'll see what happens with yeah. that. But switching over to the Dak situation. We all saw oh. the, 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 the tough injury. It's very, very tough to watch. It's, it's super unfortunate. How do you think that's going to play out for him next year? Do you see Dallas possibly giving him a contract? Or do you think they're going to be like, sorry, you know, go test free agency? Um, I don't know that there's any one player that uh, the whole world felt more collectively bad for than Dak Prescott on Sunday. Right. Yeah. And, um, and I think the irony with the situation itself is it's like the football gods gave us Alex Smith back, which we all love that first completion, but it's almost like they wanted something in return, you know? <laughs> and, and unfortunately Dak was, uh, he was injured and, and I don't, I, here's, I'm not going to predict, what is going to happen, but I will say this. For his situation, being that close to maybe getting a contract, we don't know what happened behind doors and how close he might have really got and not really getting it. And then having this happen, and then on top of that, the one owner that you probably don't want to have as an owner to have this happen is Jerry Jones. It doesn't look good for him. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, Jerry Jones is like, he would cut his own kid off the team if if it was saving a buck, I think. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I think here's the deal. Andy Dalton, it's not that bad of a situation right now. There, I, I think with the, the Cowboys with Andy Dalton are, are better than a lot of other teams out there. And, you know, the one thing I do question is Dak and C.D. Lamb. They had some really good chemistry. But I think C.D. is like D.K. freakish. So I, I'm hoping his timing and stuff doesn't get disrupted, but – if there's any better a backup, it's got to be Dalton, right? Yeah, and and I, I honestly feel like they they may win the same amount of games with mm-hmm. Andy. I just feel like he'll he'll just do enough to kind of to kind of get by, and especially with the Cowboys defense. I mean, they they weren't helping him win any games. Well, anyway, I think, so. I think this is the I think this is why that might be true, because with Dalton, 
you have to run the ball more. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Cowboys have been missing. We ran the ball the least amount of times any football team this year up until last week, up until this week, I should mm-hmm. say. And when you have a guy who's arguably, you know, I'm, I'm not even going to say arguably, you have a top five running back, he, he has top to three. He has yeah. to get the ball more. And so, yes, they were leaning a lot on Dak and, you know, whatever, 2,000 yards through five weeks is great. But a lot of that is, like you say, is playing from behind. Mm-hmm. You're in passing situations. But even in situations when they weren't trailing, they just weren't handing the ball off. Right. And mm-hmm. I think with Andy Dalton, it forces you to do so. Now, the defense knows that also. So it's not yeah. going to be the same threat. But, I mean, your role, your play action isn't quite the same. Like, Dak has the ability to run the ball. So it, it changes the offense a lot. But I do think – that's why you go out and give a backup, you know, three, four million. So For situations like this, so that, this happens. Yeah. Unfortunately, it happens. So yeah. Can I ask you? Did you take heat as a fan from your friends when they signed Dalton? Um, I I don't have any friends when it comes to football because anybody who talks <laughs> bad about the Cowboys is not my friend. Yeah. Um, but I, I did hear a lot of the chatter saying, "Oh, he's going to be the starter," but. If you go sign a guy from Cincinnati who never made the playoffs, who didn't win anything there, and think he's going to come here and change would be really silly to me. Right. I mean, right. like like Herbert's getting a lot of credit for what he's do- done the last couple weeks. We saw Dak as a rookie go 12-4 and four and get, the play- get to the playoffs. So, like, it's not, it's not like Dalton hasn't had a chance to prove himself. So, I didn't think he would come in and, and – and take the job, but I did like the the signing. I did. Yeah, he's it, closed door meeting Dalton and Jerry Jones. He's just saying, just manage the team. Yep. that's all you need to do. You know, uh, uh, Flacco did it in the Super Bowl, right? And they didn't have anywhere near a running back as Zeke Elliott. So, and and you hit the, the nail on the head, I think, too, because Dallas had a unique problem or situation rather in the fact that. Dak is a great quarterback. Nobody can deny that. But if you're going to pound for pound Dak and Zeke, Zeke's the better, uh, we'll call it unit. You know what I'm saying? Right. And they should be running. It should be run to set Dak up. But I think the problem was Dak got a new lollipop in C.D. Lamb, too. You know? Oh, C.D. Lamb was playing really well. Right? Especially last, or was it two weeks ago when first first touchdown, and he got another touchdown, so... And Gallup. I mean, Gallup has made two huge catches now in comebacks for the Cowboys. I mean, he made the one to set up that game winning field goal. He made a huge catch against Atlanta in that comeback. So it's it's I mean, and then another one where we got the offensive pass interference call yeah. uh that was questionable. But I mean he's got he's gonna have the weapons. He's gonna have the threats. Yeah. But you're right. And, and and when you have a defense that's maybe not the best in the NFL, how do you keep a team like the Browns from scoring as much as they did? You pound the rock, right? Right, exactly. right, right. Exactly. So, hey, Jimmy, before we get on out of here, I need yeah. your World Series predictions. Who you got? Oh man, I'm listen. Can I? I'm going Braves Tampa Bay, and I'm just going to say Game Two tonight was uh, the, the pitcher Anderson was a hometown boy for the Braves. He he went to school about ten minutes from where I live, and I played a lot of ball against this high school and in his town, so. I'm rooting for you. Know, you know our guy Shaka, right? Yo, yeah, Shaka, yeah, Atlanta. I'm rooting for the Braves. Braves, Tampa Bay. Okay. All, All right, right, we'll see it. Hey, man, we appreciate you for coming on, and uh, we'll be we'll be in touch soon. It's an honor. I'll see you on Twitter. All right, thanks, so, man. Thanks for joining us. All right.
Man, so another good episode. Yeah, like I said, we're, we're going to try to get at least more consistent with getting everybody in and not cramming 10 people in one episode because then Marlon gets grumpy and cranky. Oh, we're over an hour. I'm grumpy now. See, he, he just grumpy. Marlon wants to do 30-minute episodes. It's not enough to cover everything sure in, in, in a week. No, it's not. We talked about the Cowboys four times today. <laughs> well, you got to – you got to – you know, it's, it's actually – it's actually – and they're two and three, by the way. They're, a, not, they're a, not even like a just good team. as big of a topic as it is Lakers winning with, with Dak. Yeah. It, it's a huge topic. You can't you can't sit there and and that say it's be not a slow news week. I think I think the but other the than Braves that, is a better topic. I think the Packers is a better topic. They were think, on a bye week. I think. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? I think <laughs> I think Seattle's comeback was a bigger topic. We didn't even talk about that and hey, that great performance that Russ I, put I, on. I mentioned it earlier. It was a good. We didn't talk about. The guy who you love to hate, who beat you guys yesterday, who had another good performance. Who? Uh, Drew Brees. You uh, say he's old. And he, he is old. Beat, he needs. He needs he to beat re- the young guy. He needs to retire. It's not. It's not that hard to beat us. I think everybody knows that. But what's up with your boy Michael Thomas knocking people out at practice? It's football, man. <laughs> if you've ever played on a team, you've seen fights in practice before. I just. It's weird now that people are starting to get suspended for it. It's probably why they're not going to win anything. There was, some, there was something else that came out that said he got into an altercation with Sean Payton, and so that's why he didn't play. But, you know, so. Um, yeah. Kobe, Kobe, Mike, they never got suspended for beating up a player in practice or yelling or pushing to somebody or punching somebody. Like, it's been a, it's, it's have, in a different. And, and I'm not going to say any names because, you know, my teammates watch. You're knocking people out? No, no, no. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. I've, I've broken up fights in practice. Like, fist fights. Like fights where the coach would be like, "Nah, let them go, y'all grown." Like, yeah, y'all teammates could jump in and break it up if they want to, but you know sometimes that just happens, man. When you spend so much time around people, it's it's bound to happen. Hey, you going hard? Like in college for me, practices was harder than games. We had we had in, in Division two basketball, we mm-hmm. had three Division one kickbacks that were red shirting. So literally. Most of the guys I played against in practice was better than guys I was going to play against in the game. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, so it wasn't like it was battles, bro. Like our 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 center went to the NBA, played six seven years in the NBA. Ivan Johnson like had two teammates play overseas for you know ten plus years. So like these guys was competitive. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't yeah. like and and I'm just saying that for Mike for Earl Thomas. Like when stuff goes wrong, when we lost a game. And we had coaches that was talking shit. So, like, after we lost in practice, you was going to hear about it until you got to win. Mm-hmm. And so guys didn't like it, man. And also, too, I just think sometimes people love to test you. They love to, you know, you're, you're the guy that's making all the money, this and that. And sometimes, too, if, if you get beat on a play or if you mm-hmm. get – I feel like Josh Norman was a huge one. We just saw him get pushed around by – uh, he got a little boy. Oh. <laughs> he got a little boy by Derrick Henry. But but I think we see stuff like that where sometimes they they try to test your manhood or they try yeah. to they beat you on a play and this and that and get under your skin and and they're talking trash to you and this and that. And so if you're the best player for Michael Thomas especially and Josh Norman back in his like earlier days in Carolina, but days, when you're yeah. the best guy on the roster, mm-hmm. I got to make a play against you. I'm trying to get seen. Yeah, I, yeah, like that's how it happens. Is I'm trying to, and I'm trying to go hard at you every day because, to my point, I'm not going to play against anybody better than you. Right. So I have to go hard right now, and if I can get stops on you, 
playing against the next guy is going to be that much easier. Right. So. Right. Especially if you're the best, I'm coming after you. And as Michael best. Thomas, he probably like, bro, I'm Michael Thomas. Leave me alone. Stop messing with me. Don't touch me. Don't pass interference me in this mm-hmm. game. Don't hold me. Like, it's all kind of frustrations that can happen. And he's been out for three weeks or yeah. two weeks. So, so he, he, it's all he, kind he, of frustration he, building. He to get back. So. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, other than that, I just got some uh, the week six games going up. Now, obviously, w- with the whole COVID mm-hmm. thing that's been going on, They've been. I feel like they've been doing a great job, and really, when you don't have any fans, it's easier to move these games around. Um, some, like I think, t- uh, in Tennessee, they have some fans. So Tuesday a, night football is great, by the way. It's, we should I, just I, have one game a week. Man, we need right, right. And we need go party. We need two Monday night games. Honestly, I feel every week that's that's good for me. Have one a little bit earlier and one at the regular time. Maybe push it back a little bit. But I'll trade two Monday night games for one Monday, one Tuesday. Or, or, or yeah, just something else because yeah. we, we, you know we're gonna have one on Thursday, Friday. I don't necessarily want one. Saturdays all college football, so I think it's good. You right been watching there, me but... college football? No, but the uh, is it the Florida Gators had an outbreak? College is bad, man. College is getting bad. But there's no Thursday night game this week. Uh, oh got yeah, push back because of COVID. Yeah, I just noticed that. So uh, Titans and. Texans and Titans, so they obviously have a short week, so they play Sunday. I, uh, prediction for the Cowboys game on Monday. Are you guys Monday night? 600 yards for the Cardinals. Yeah, Kyler going. <laughs> I th- he's going to throw for like 400 against us. Oh, we got two Monday night. Why do we have two Monday night games this week? Because the, oh, the, the, Is that the way they rescheduled it? Chiefs and the Bills? Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. And then we got Packers and and Buck. Oh, Packers and Bucks. That should be a good one. So yeah, we got we got a ton of good games. But uh, but other than that, man, you know we we just like subscribe everything. My baby's crying. Come here, baby. Uh-huh. Daddy duties. Yep, my baby crying. So we gotta get out of here. So other than that, <laughs> she, hey, she wants shorter episodes too. Right. <laughs> we'll catch y'all next week. Uh, like subscribe. <laughs> Come here, baby. My wife gonna kill me. Go be We out. <laughs>